Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Wait, hang on. It's... It's why are you drinking water in it? Mm. Welcome. Giving people a bit of that ASMR or SSM. What did you call it? ASMR. What did you call it? ASSMR. On the podcast we just did. ASSMR. You said you called it SMSMR. ASSMR. Hey, um, team, welcome back to your Friday podcast, the only podcast that you want to listen to on a Friday. Wow, today, get ready, you horny fuckers. Awesome. Wow. Oh, we're coming in hot. Wow. We're coming in hot. What are we what are we coming in hot for, Jay? Mm, we have on the podcast Hannah Witten. Uh OG of the YouTubing world. But yeah. yeah Sexual yeah. She's been around. Sex but she's a sex but been around in the game for a bit. She's well big big on the educational sex but she's a sex but would you say sex but? It sounds like it, yeah. And also like listen through to the end because she has a bone to pick with you. Oh. She's she's got a bone to pick with Jay. We have a little bit of a debate. She heard me on another podcast. Well, not that she heard me on private parts, and she disagreed with something I said about sex. So wait to the end of part two, and you can hear that. Yeah, you also reveal how quickly you can uh, orgasm. Orgasm, which you always love using. How words. quickly can you orgasm if you really want it gone? <laughs> If I really put my mind to if it. If you really put your mind to it. I reckon I could do 15 seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I reckon so too. If I really want to. Why did you look at me and go, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never tried. Oh, I've never shut tried. I've never uh, tried under duress. You don't have to do under duress. <laughs> Sorry? What did you say? I don't know. <laughs> it's all going to be um, a bit weird. Anyway, enough about um, record-breaking wanks yeah let's move on Should to i have it. a look quickly what is the record the record i i know what i actually know a record for okay, you on world a woman record orgasm no world record orgasm she she um climaxed or came whatever you want to call it 138 times in an hour okay oh no yeah here we go and a man's was 20 most orgasms 
is an anonymous lady who was said to have 134 orgasms oh, in one hour. She was recorded by two doctors, William Hartman and Marilyn Fithian, by having 144 orgasms in just one hour. That's two. 144. That's wow. that's one every two minutes. 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 Oh. How the hell were they doing that? I don't know. Um, the longest orgasm is uh, in 1966, 45 seconds. Hey, what? That seems quite short, no? 45 second orgasm. Mm. An orgasm is what? Less than a second? Two seconds? Okay. Imagine that for 45. You don't, when you jump out of a plane, you don't free fall really for 45 seconds, I don't think. I've not, not done it. What would you rather? Oh, God. When you, when you orgasms, as you always call it, um, after that orgasm, you would freeze in that position for three hours and you couldn't move. You just like, you literally get rigor mortis for, for, for three hours. Or as you're about to come, your phone is on speed dial to your mum and your mum always picks up literally just as you're I coming. I'd pick the mum. Three hours stuck would suck. Time is money, bitch. I didn't want my mum on speed oh, dial. way better. Oh, why better? <laughs> Mum, it's happening again. <laughs> why better? She just hear me cry. Every time, just in tears. <laughs> All right, um, let's kick off the podcast. We have Hannah Witten on. Thank you so much for coming on, Hannah. Uh, if you want to go and check out our TikTok, you can. Our YouTube as well. And of course, our Instagram at Private Podcast. Slide into our DMs with anything you want to know. We answer your questions on there. And of course, for the bonus episode, we'll be uh, talking about things that you write to us. And also we have our uh, private moments on a Monday. Anyway, we're kicking off. Here we go. Hannah Witten on the podcast. Hello. Hi, I'm Hannah Witten. I'm a YouTuber, podcaster and sex educator and love just getting nerdy about sex. Uh, Hannah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Welcome, uh, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Um, you have made the decision to eat on the podcast. I'm hungry. Yeah, you got to eat. I'm a breastfeeder. Mm. I respect I respect your decision. <laughs> thank you. Just keep on chomping. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for the snacks. Wh- when you're a breastfeeder, does that make you hungry? Yeah, because you have to produce like so much extra calories per day to feed somebody else. So you have to then intake more. You, to then produce you, you basically become like a human restaurant for, <laughs> yeah, a, exactly. for a baby it's gourmet yeah it's gourmet it's gourmet organic yeah all of that have you ever tried free bre- range have you ever tried <laughs> breast milk uh yeah have you every morning no have you, you tried breast milk not, i've tried breast milk how i tried vogue I, williams and spencer's wife's oh. breast milk what straight what from the think? straight from the teeth oh, no, it made me a real shiver was it straight from it's, the teeth it's weird <laughs> It wasn't, straight I didn't from, straight from the teat, no. It was, it was that's, how, a, that's how proper men do it. That's how it's meant <laughs> that's to how, be done. That's how it's meant to be done. And has your, does your partner, has, has he tried it? Um, he said he has. I, I, I just kind of see it as a, like a non-event. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Well, I mean, of course you're curious. But this is what I sort of think though. Like if we're going to, because listen, Hannah, we, we know you, you like talking about sex and things yes. like that. So we, we're, we're, hey, we're open book right here. Oh yeah. I think it's a bit unfair. Because I tell you what, we don't produce milk. Well, no, <laughs> milk as well. It's not milk. That's the way I say it. We've discussed milk. this. Sorry. <laughs> no, guys are literally like, oh, blowjobs and semen and blah. How do you get from breastfeeding? Why well, no? Okay, carry And on. then guys are literally like, oh, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not tangent. gonna, I'm not gonna drink the breast milk, and that's right, yeah. way probably more nutritious, delicious. Well, yeah, probably more One, nutritious and tasty, definitely. Yeah. Mm. So, so have you tried the breast milk? I have, yeah. What does it taste like? Nothing really. Yeah, it's very, it's much more like watered down Mm -hmm. than like cow's milk. 
know. You need, to up, you need to up your standards. Your trip advisor would be on yeah. like one well, star Well, I recently note. made some banana pancakes for my baby and I put breast milk in them instead of regular milk. Did you? And the pancakes tasted great. Oh. That's a great idea. Yeah. You're becoming a chef in it. I like, think it's great. Yeah. Well, I'm currently like <laughs> pumping too much milk than he's actually drinking so i've got all this left you got excess so i've got excess so i've just been putting it in his food <laughs> you know pe people people buy people buy this shit like it's well, quite there's it's... milk banks i don't know if they exist in the uk because you can donate your, your milk. milk i've got a whole freezer stash but i don't know what their rules are about like sanitizing you know like how like it has how? to be like super sanitized whereas i'm like i don't know if i'm Oh my! Anyway, we'll see. I'm I, I'm not in a similar place. I I've become a new dad to a baby puppy. Yeah. Um, not to baby, but I but I found it quite tough. I found it a bit tough. <laughs> Do you know? What? I think I did the face of like every new parent uh, to a human baby when somebody goes, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I've become a new plant mum," and you're like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> like you, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> is it? Is it? It's stressful, isn't it? It's it has its moments of stressfulness. It's just. It's relentless is kind of like what I would call it because mm. it is all consuming all the time. Mm. Like even though I'm here with you guys now and he's at his childminders, there is a second when I'm not his mum. Yeah. So like I literally was downstairs pumping because I've got a like- Is that what that noise was? <laughs> I <thought laughs> you I could hear me. Hear it from the second floor. <laughs> 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 oh, that's Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. She's arrived. Yeah, she comes. In the milk factory. Um, yeah. So your brain is constantly on it all the time. Yeah, constantly. Yeah. And, and also just like the fact that it is 24 seven. So like, you know, you're doing night shifts and all day shifts and yeah. Wow. And then not only just like phys physical, but emotional and mental, like it's all of the components and, and you have to like put everything in it. But then, you know, the cliche is the, but it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's but, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which it is. Which it is. I swear it is. It's worth it. <laughs> Do you want some breast yeah. milk? <laughs> Take it. <laughs> Please. I'm freezing it. I'm freezing yeah. it. But this is my, it's funny, right? Because uh, we, <laughs> is it funny? I don't know if it's funny. <laughs> it doesn't sound, it doesn't funny, sound funny at all. What, what, I listened to this podcast the other day when they were talking about parenthood and things like that. And people people say that our happiest times of our life is from like naught to like 27 or something like that because we don't really have responsibilities. Mm. We kind of don't have financial troubles really because we're young and we're just buying soup or whatever and then just going, I don't know what we're doing. You know, you don't really, you're not thinking about mortgages and stuff living like that. Baked beans. Yeah, living mm. off baked beans. I mean, I still do that. Right? Yeah, same. Love, delicious. Love mm. Do you eat them cold? No. No, you try it out. It's, fun. it's good. I'm not a deviant. No, no, it's really nice. Trust okay. me. Well, try it once and you'll like it. Tangent right now. Like uh, cupboard cold or fridge cold? What are we talking? I mean, if you can get it in the fridge, even better. Wow. Yeah, I like cold food. So like next day, cold like pizza, cold curry. And do you know what that's birth from? Laziness. Yeah. 100%. That, that is, it's just, you, it just, is. you saw a can of baked beans mm -hmm. and you couldn't wait three minutes yeah, yeah. to heat it up. So you ate I, it cold. I have a very busy lifestyle. <laughs> I don't have three minutes to cook the beans, so I, I ate once cold. ate a leftover kebab that I bought like on a night out, going home, bought the kebab, mm. ate some of it, left it by my bed, woke up, continued eating. That's absolutely fine. Said kebab. You don't. left it by your bed? Yeah. You leave that by the side of your bed. That is rogue. <laughs> it's, it's it not... was delicious though. Um, Morning room temperature It tastes kebab. better, honestly. Oh my it was good. God. Like, leave it by the window. <laughs> Like leave it by the window so it gets the a little bit. The food has time to like find itself. Its taste improves. I promise you. Find it itself. does. Have you ever had like cold sausages the next day? 
Has not found it? Oh, they're unbelievable. Cold chicken drumsticks. Actually, I think I'm with you on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cold bolognese, I'll give it to you. Um, But I I, I saw, I I listened to this podcast and they said, so from naught to like 27, you're you're pretty happy because responsibilities aren't high, all this kind of stuff. You kind of, you're, you know, you sort of think, oh, you know, oh, I'm excited to have that like South of France house, you know, that I'm going to have and all these, you you always see these dreams that you have still exist because you, they haven't happened yet. And then when 27 to 45, your, your, your life gets thrown on its head because um, you become parents typically and that's very stressful. Uh, financial troubles, mortgages, paying mm-hmm. for kids, whatever it is. That dream of having the Lamborghini of the South of France house hasn't quite come true. Oh dear. Yeah, you know what I mean? And you know, and also the worst thing is, you know, people then become ill, things happen to your family mm. members or, or friends or whatever it is. And I still go back to the same thing, becoming a pet. Why do we... Why do we do it? Why do we do it? <laughs> Why do we do it? Why do we do That's it? That's a great question. I think people will, so not everyone obviously will do the like buying a house, getting married, having kids sure. thing. Um, but I think one of the reasons why a lot of us do is because of like the meaning that it brings to your life, which is such a tricky thing <laughs> for me to kind of wrap my head around as well, because I definitely have felt like, oh my God, like my life has this, whole other meaning like this really important thing but that doesn't mean that my life didn't have meaning before and it Mm. also doesn't mean that like people who are child free by choice like their life you know like doesn't have meaning and things like that but I think what it is for people is like whatever like grounds us so like yeah your 20s are a chance to kind of like have fun and like Mm. seek um happiness in like whatever adventures that you're having yeah and then now for me my happiness that i'm seeking is like quieter more content more like grounded in like having a small slow quiet life Mm. um and i think that maybe maybe that's like getting older um and i think like having kids and like doing those things is like i don't know it kind of feels like it fits into that and then for other people it might be something else that when they get into their 30s and 40s is something else that they want to do do you think you're gonna have kids Matt? i'd like the idea of it the idea i really like the reality of it as well. i like the concept, <laughs> the concept. I, like, I like the idea of this breast Con- just lying concept. lying around the house i feel, I feel like cute. i will come up with a million reasons as to why i probably shouldn't <laughs> at the time or whatever but then when i actually do have a kid i'll be like okay this is it because I, I i'm mm. quite like i do i don't you know i'm quite loving and caring so i think like having a being that's like i need to look after i probably will yeah mm. it's a huge responsibility it's massive as well. it's massive like you know with your dog it's massive yeah it's huge <laughs> i can't tell you how massive it is it's massive how big oh my god like even uh, like and a puppy is not as as responsible as a as a child in lots of ways but i mean i'm being judgmental i'm not a dog person and so i don't oh understand god. your struggles but it's so intense <laughs> it's all the time it is hard with with puppies it's all the time i tried once but, how do you, but you, listen i, yeah. I want to go back to the beginning with you because you yeah. you are one of the ogs when it comes to sort of social media influencing youtube yeah. whatever it is i mean your your channel has over 700,000 subscribers. You have over 100 million views. I think it is or something crazy like that. Yeah. That is wild. <laughs> so yeah. so when did it start? When did all this happen? When did you, When was the first time that you put a camera on and you started recording yourself? Ooh, um, for the purposes of like putting on YouTube, I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like 2011. So yes, I am like 
fairly OG when it comes in the like the grand schemes of like YouTube and like social media. But when I started, it was because I was watching people on YouTube who I was a fan of. Mm. And you know, they'd started in like 2007. So to me, like they're the ultimate OGs. Wow. <laughs> um, and who were you watching? Yeah. The Zoellas and the Casperlees and that kind of stuff? That well, no, because you? they were like, my, my time around when I started, it's like Hank and John Green, yeah. um, Charlie McDonnell, Oh God! Sorry. Charlie McDonald was he the guy you wore glasses? She's a woman. Oh, oh perfect! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still goes by Charlie. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but why would you know? Why would I know? Yeah. Exactly. So, th so they were the OG. So you started because you were watching these guys and you're like, oh, I love doing this. Yeah, I, I was just like, these people seem so cool. Because <laughs> yeah. I was just like there alone in my bedroom, like watching these vloggers, and I was like, how do I? Be friends with them. Oh, they're all friends with each other. Other people who make videos. Mm. I know. I got to make videos wow. to become their friends. Um, and I did. I infiltrated success. You got in. But it's a, it's it's a weird. I don't. Know, it's a weird, like very exposing thing to start filming yourself, yeah. your emotions, your reactions, whatever it is, and just putting it out there for people to. But in in twenty eleven, it like wasn't the beast that it is now. Like even though there were examples of people who like had followings online like the hank and john greens and and everything it was like it still just felt very small and like oh mm. you're just making friends on the internet and like building a community and like mm. that's kind of it um so when i started there was there wasn't the kind of like conversations that are having now that people are having now about like the money that you can make online or like the you know the impact of like online bullying mm. and or um you know, just the impact of like having tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of strangers know mm. who you are. Like that's, yeah. that's not, that wasn't those conversations about like YouTube and social media weren't really happening when I was starting. So I was going in just like, woohoo, this isn't this fun. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad that I did. Like, I feel like if I knew everything that I did now, I'd be a bit more scared about starting i guess it was because it was kind of in its like naive stages and it was like yeah. humble and it wasn't this kind of like oh my god this is all about big business whereas now it's like this well-oiled machine yeah like i mean a lot of people start out now who are like this is going to be my job this is going to be my business yeah. and go in with it with a strategy which might be my approach if i was starting now and that's something that i wanted to do um but i just kind of like just stumbled and fell into it. Yeah, yeah but I think a lot of the things, it's a lot of success bit, bit comes like us with when we did reality TV. We sort of kind of just stumbled into it. Mm. Really. Well, it's a hobby. We, well, we didn't. We didn't know what it was really. Well, yeah, I mean, you said you wanted to do it to shag bitches. But... <laughs> so you said in your interview. That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone shag bitches. All on camera. That's a different. Oh my god, yeah. we could probably find those old tapes. You know, you had to do. I, it. I never said that once. I, you, I would never say that. You, I know you said it a number of times. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. I did. I've said this before in the book. I think I did it, and for for many years, I tried to. Um, sort of I mean, protect myself when it came to reality TV. I was like, oh, I did it only because I wanted to like see this and I had a sweet business and I wanted mm. to promote that. There's a huge amount of me that wanted to get validation from people out there. And I thought that yeah. if I was loved by people mm -hmm. out there, if I became popular yeah. by the masses, then I would, oh, I would feel wanted. And for me, yeah. the more I think about it now is like, the, I just really wanted to be wanted and accepted. Did you have a part of, did, was that in your mindset at all? I think... When I started, I was definitely probably at my loneliest. Really? So there was definitely like, this element of like going online to 
find friends to chat with and, and hang mm. out with. And so there was definitely an element of like seeking connection. And I don't know whether I started out with the idea of like, oh, I want other people's validation. But once you started getting it, then you're like, give me more. You yeah, know? it's a drug. It really is. It really is. I Why? guess you, you don't often really realise that you're seeking validation. It's only no. when you do a bit of work and you dig deeper, you're like, oh, that's, oh, that's why I did that. that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I, yeah. I have a real abandonment issues now. I kind of <laughs> get it. Oh, being sent away there at that age. Oh, okay, I get it. Why were you lonely? Lonely's not a good thing. Lonely's a very upsetting thing. It is. It was the circumstances at the time. So I was an au pair. Yeah. in France and I was living with an amazing family like the mum who I hung out with loads and the kids were like brilliant mm. loved them it was just the fact that I lived in this tiny little village just outside of Paris and so I would go into Paris a lot and I had like my friends in Paris but then um I would then look after the kids in the evening and I would put them to bed and then it was too late in the day for then me to like go back out into Paris to like mm. have an evening and socialize. So I had all of these hours in the evening of just like being a 19 year old wanting to do something, but just being stuck in a house yeah, with in a village with nothing to do. And so I just spent a lot of it online. And this was before I had a smartphone as well. What? Why did you know I was? What? Oh, because you had a Nokia. Yeah, what was... did you have? What were we talking about? Oh, a BBM? A, a Blackberry? No, I never was a Blackberry gal. Um, God, what That little roly thing. I think it was a, 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 a Nokia. Like a, kind not of. a 3310, that's old, old school. No, that was, if I had a, that, it would have been when I was in high school. This was like a bit after. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I didn't get a smartphone until I was 20. So, really? I know. Any like Gen Z listeners? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, 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 yeah. They just switched off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So you start shooting videos, you start putting them online, you start mm -hmm. getting traction, you start coming into this world of 
influencing. Well, you know, what I've definitely noticed about the world of um, content creation is that people get what they call now a sort of um, content burnout. Mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. call it what you want, writer's block. Some people call it, if you're a writer, uh, burnout and work, things like that. And it seems to happen a lot more. And I read this article the other day about kids at the age of like 19, 20 getting burnout oh. because that this constant need and desire to get this validation, <clears throat> posting, get the validation, mm-hmm. keep posting, posting and more and more and more. And they feel like you're in this race all the time with all these other people because it's such a saturated place. And it is a saturated place. You know, the, yeah. the, the scary statistics, I don't know if you know this, is like something like they did it, they asked a group of um, school kids what they want to be. And something like 60% of them said YouTubers or something yeah, crazy just, like that. I'm, I'm not scared by things like that. I think that's fine. Like, you know, you'd have asked, um, you know, kids, you know, 20 years ago, you'd be like, oh, I want to be a singer. I want to be an actor. Like, it's the same thing. It's just the new version of that. Maybe, what yeah. I don't think a lot of those kids who want to be YouTubers understand is the amount of admin that's involved. I'm yeah. like, yeah, guys, like, enjoy sitting on your laptop and answering emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like any creative job is always mm. going to have like those things. But I, I, I understand the desire for it. I think it's like, okay, you want to be a YouTuber? Like, what are you going to make videos about? What's your passion? Is your passion just YouTube? Yeah. Okay, then be a commentary channel who talks about drama on YouTube, whatever. Or like, but like, what actually is your thing? Yeah. Like, are you a seamstress? Like, are you a writer? Are you, you know, do you make clay pots and you want to make videos about doing your pottery or knitting? Like, like, what is the thing? Do you want to make videos where you That's so films? interesting. Yeah, people don't really but think. Literally, you can do anything and YouTube is just the medium in which you do it. That is so, it's so true, right? You've got to find your route and your thing. You go, yeah. this is what I want to do. And you go down it. I think that's exactly so it. When I started, it was like, just whatever. Like it was like vlogging days. And so I just posted whatever. And then I found my thing, which was sex education. Well, okay. So you started posting, um, and so starting videos on like sex and things mm-hmm. like that. Was that nerve wracking the first time that you started pe- speaking about sex? So no, but I think again, it's that like, I went in really naively. <laughs> so this is a vagina yeah basically (laughs) um so I'd been making videos for like almost a year and I had like a very small audience and the YouTube analytics told me that they were mostly young women and at that point I had been watching lots of sex ed videos as well and like learning all this stuff and like being really curious and I was like why wasn't I taught this in school and just getting like angrier and angrier about it. And I was like, do you know what? Uh, this is something that I'm really passionate about and something that I like feel comfortable talking mm. about and not many people do. Mm. And even though I had this like really small, small platform at the time, I was like, uh, you know, with great, you know, what was it? With great power comes great responsibility. I was like, I want to do good with what mm. I have. Um, and I thought that I could help people by talking about sex and relationships. And yeah, it's, it's funny now though obviously that was like 10 11 years ago and the amount i know now which obviously compared to you knew better yeah like i'm like who was this bitch thinking she knew her <laughs> shit about sex relations i was just like oh yeah I, i've watched some videos i've read some books like it's, i got this like i'm the expert it's fine and now and now even though i'm like a decade on and with yeah. a decade of knowledge and experience 
now I feel the imposter syndrome, whereas I didn't then. Yeah, because it's, it's yeah. Uh, but it's the same thing. It's so funny. It's like when you climb a tree when you're younger, you're like, ah, whatever, you're just hanging down from. If I climb a tree now, I'm like, whoa, this is a little high. <laughs> this is, yeah. You suddenly <laughs> get off the ground. Yeah, yeah, oh, whoa. No. Oh, oh, this much. can't yeah. possibly do this. This is, but you do, you suddenly get that consciousness yeah. that steps in. But, yeah. It's, but also that sort of, I suppose that was the, the winning formula, right? The fact that you didn't have that yeah. consciousness. So you could just talk about anything and everything. I could just do it thinking I, you know, had something yeah, yeah, to say. But I think the thing that, you know, I'm very judgmental of past me. I think a lot of us are. Um, of what? All of you are like judgmental of past me. No, our past, past selves. <laughs> yeah, we're really judgmental. We're, we're here to say that we really didn't like the old you. <laughs> So glad that you've changed. <laughs> Thank you. you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a weird one because I have to kind of like look at that time and just be like, that was even even though I look at it now and be like, oh, it's not it's not good enough or whatever. Mm. Those videos still helped people. Yes, those videos still reached people. Those videos still had like a positive impact. And everyone like sex and relationships and sexuality and all of that is such a huge topic, especially now. Yeah, and we are all coming at it with so much personal baggage from our upbringing, from our society, from our culture, maybe from our religion, from what we learned in school, from what we see on the internet. Like there's so many things impacting how mm. we think and feel about sex and relationships. Our, like the actual sex and relationships that we experience will have an impact on our thoughts and opinions on it. And we're all coming at these things from so many different places. And so I like to think that like maybe somebody who's a bit further along in learning about this stuff will find my content now and find some useful things in it. And then maybe somebody else who's like just starting to think about these things might find a video of mine from five years ago. And that really speaks to them mm. because you have to meet people where they're at when it comes totally. to a lot of these topics. Otherwise you're just going to alienate. People. And you're talking from your point of view at that time, which is yeah, that's what exactly. works. And and you only need in order to kind of like learn something as well. Like you only need to to um, learn from someone who's just a little bit ahead of you, who just knows a little bit more than you. And sometimes the person who is like the ultimate, ultimate expert, like, you know, really kind of out of reach levels of knowledge might not be the best. teacher. It's unrelatable sometimes. Yeah, And sometimes mm. you need that person who who actually can relate to the learning journey that you're going on. Cause you're like, I was there. Like I understand how you're yeah. thinking and feeling. That and this sense. is, and this is how I like came to these conclusions. And this is my experience. Hannah, you're wise. Thank you. I try. That is so <laughs> it's so true. You don't want that experience. Hey, Mitt, stop. Well, the, stop. The That's why you just need to look up to me, but I'm a little bit too, older than you. Ah, there's too much of a leap with you. You're just so <laughs> fucking wise. I wish. I wish. Um, okay, Anna, can I ask a personal question as well Ooh, then? Were you, yeah, you don't have to answer. Uh, <laughs> but were you quite sexually... Um, like active, like, did you, did you like, how could, cause I, for me, when I was younger, when I was 19 years old, the thought of like, I remember when I got, I remember when I was having sex with, with women, and <laughs> just to put it out there. I was having sex with women. And um, nice. I, I remember thinking, my friend said to me, came back and said, Oh, we, with his girlfriend, he said, Oh, we did doggy style. And I was like, get out of here. How on earth, do you even approach that right. during sex and say, oh, 
do you mind spinning around? And we do like, I, I couldn't, when I was younger, like yeah. 17, whatever, like I remember I was just nervous about doing that, but to be able to go online and talk about it, that's a huge amount of confidence in my opinion. Yeah, I honestly don't know where that came from. Really? <laughs> just, yeah, it's, it, it's a weird one. Especially 2011, being, you know? Being, yeah. al- being alone. Exactly, on- <laughs> who was she? Why did she, the audacity that she has to get on YouTube and start yeah. teaching people about sex, what? Um, no, I love her for it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one because I, I was sexually active at the time, but I don't particularly think that I was n- super knowledgeable in in that sense like I you know I wasn't having like groundbreaking sexual experiences <laughs> or anything don't think yeah, anyone is they were, fine. Yeah. they were fine you know but I think it was more like the theory because I'm just a big nerd like that's kind of where wow. it all comes from it's just like I find this stuff fascinating and also mm. I just I love a good gossip with like talking to people about their sex lives um but I remember like when I was in school and we had like a sex ed lesson and for some reason it was test tubes and not bananas that we were putting condoms on. And no one in my group, we only, apparently the resources were, were low because we only had one condom per like a group what? of four of us. <laughs> what? And so I volunteered to put it on because no one wanted to touch it. I was like, oh, fine. Um, <laughs> and then I remember again around that time, like, I don't know, 13, 14 years old, after school one day, like some um, friends were hanging out at my house and some of the boys, I don't know how we got into the topic, but we were talking about periods and like tampons and pads and stuff. Mm. And so there was a lot of confusion amongst the boys. And so I was like, look, let me show you how they work. And so I ran like a tampon under the tap to be like, this is, look, and this is how it expands. And, like, it does this, expand so much. I mean, it expands so much. It's very absorbent. Yeah. So, absorbent. <laughs> um, so I kind of like had this streak in me from like a young age of just like wanting to, I'll give it here. Just like, (laughs) come on, like, like, this is how it works. Like, this is how it's done. Like, okay. And so that's kind of always been in me. I I remember the first time. Did you you sex ed at yours, at your school? Yeah, we did sex ed. We we had a guy with the same condom sort of Mm -hmm. demonstration. (laughs) He fainted. Oh, well, the guy the doing teacher. it to you? No, no, no. One of the pupils. Because oh, right. it was oh, like, goodness. it was just so, Too arousing. so intense. He just oh, flopped bless. on the floor. Was, Not blessed. Yeah. Loser. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what we all said. I, the first time I, I, the first time I ever got a condom, I was going on a school trip to Normandy. I remember. You, Have you'd a, like the posh wank thing, don't you? I didn't like the posh wank thing. I was you 12. Did <laughs> like, I, I didn't even know what wanking was at that point. I got on a boat and I went to Normandy by myself. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just during World War II. I was escaping <laughs> to Normandy. That sounds like escaping just a the whole war. euphemism for yeah, wanking. Yeah, yeah. 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 You got on a boat to Normandy. Got on a boat to Normandy. And on the way back, we on the way there, we found a condom machine. And we're like, oh, wow. Uh-huh. And on the way back, we were like, well, let's buy one. So we bought a condom. And I took it home <laughs> and married it. What <laughs> <laughs> a little hat for the rest of my life. No, and that night I undid it and put it on. That it was the first night. that night. Little it was the first time I ever orgasmed. That was the first time I ever orgasmed. <laughs> putting on a condom. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, do you, have a thing do you now still have where it? You can't orgasm without a condom. Yeah, I have to wear a condom, or it has to be there <laughs> he, inside. He carries the same condom with him. It's it's in this studio. It's framed. You'll notice it mid podcast. You like there it is. <laughs> and listen, we're going to stop there for part one. We're going to come back in part two. I want to hear more about. I want to hear about your books. Mm. I want to hear more about you and more about sex. Are you ready for it? Mm. 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.